The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch the show right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, we've probably heard this before. Have you heard about the Frugalista? I'm sure you probably have if you're in marketing especially. Well, Maria Bailey is CEO of MSM Media. We've actually had Maria on the program before. And, of course, I had to because her name's Maria. Of course, why wouldn't I? She's the author of Marketing to Moms, Trillion Dollar Moms, and Moms 3.0, Marketing to Today's Mothers. And she's just a great thought leader in the marketing to women space. And she had an article out on Engage Mom. That's a blog out there for you guys who haven't checked it out. It's the Engage Moms blog. And she's introducing us to the Frugalista. Now, they had done, BSM Media had done some research and they found that 60% of moms that they surveyed said that they actually use coupons for the very first time in the past year. 60%. I think that really tells us that women are looking for ways to save money in ways they've never, never done it before. She provides some tips on leveraging kind of the, the mom frugalista, if you will. Some of them you won't be surprised by. I wasn't, but there's some other great insight in here as well. You want to engage mom influencers. Now, influencers, as you know, can come in all shapes, sizes, and packages. So we're not talking about just bloggers, but we're also talking about moms themselves. Moms out there who tweet and have great Facebook pages, and maybe they do their own blogs, but they're really not a power blogger. But clearly, this is a woman who can influence others. You want to be able to get in front of them. Oftentimes, you know, you can find these women by, you know, going on Twitter, you know, checking out checking out Twitter, looking for that consumer. According to Maria Bailey, she says that, you know, she checks out summize.com, S-U-M-M-I-Z-E.com each morning looking for brands, names, and solutions. And she's suggesting that when you find moms looking for your product, you know, Check them out. Send them an offer. And in fact, not only send them an offer, let them know you're listening in, but give them a coupon and and allow them to download it and maybe even provide some suggestions on what they can do with your product. Um, Women love to save and putting, you know, coupons in their hands will stimulate their ability to go out and buy it. 
found it really interesting that she was saying that based on um, the research that they did of 3,000 moms, that 80% of moms said that it just took a coupon, a simple coupon, for her to try a brand new brand. We know that loyalty isn't what it used to be, that the cost of things really do sway people. So get out there, make it happen. A coupon might be your answer. Well, our purse profile today is the Coach Queen, and she's doing a lot of shopping, and I guarantee you she's clipping coupons. She, there's more than 1.6 million of these women out there in her mid-30s. She stays at home, even though she has a college degree. Uh, she's really focused on her family, has more than two kids in the home. She's interested in the arts, loves to look stylish. She wants her home to look good, too. She likes to travel, stay in nice places. But like I said, really focused on that family, looking to buy products that are recycled, and is always shopping for the the best price and hits that clearance rack. So this is a mom that is definitely looking at clipping coupons and probably part of that 60% that Maria Bailey talked about in her research. So how do you connect with the coach queen? Well, we know friends influence her and the store environment is really important to her as well. She reads a lot of magazines like, oh, Martha Stewart Living, uh, People, Shape and Parenting. She's online at eBay, Amazon.com, Expedia, iVillage, and Disney. She's watching HGTV, TLC, The Food Network, Fox News, Disney, and Nickelodeon. Well, my guest for today knows a lot about women, a lot about moms, and has just come out with a fantastic book to help us all. Lucy Danziger is the editor-in-chief of Self, and she's been the editor-in-chief since 2001. Self is owned by Condé Nast Publications, and in that time, Self has really been nominated for five national magazine awards in the public interest, personal service, and essay categories. Danziger herself has been featured on several television shows, including Today, The View, Good Morning America. She's a busy woman. She keeps a daily blog on the Self website titled True to Myself. And as I said, she's co-authored a brand new book with Dr. Catherine Berndorf. It's called The Nine Rooms of Happiness, Loving Yourself, Finding Your Purpose, and Getting Over Life's Little Imperfections. We're going to find out how women can control of their messes and how marketers can help them when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. XY7 is affiliate market. 
Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866XY7Page. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Lucy Danziger, and Lucy is the Editor-in-Chief of Self, owned by Condé Nast Publications, and Lucy has been Editor-in-Chief since 2001. She's a busy lady. She keeps a daily blog on Self, um, the website titled True to Myself, and she's also just come out with a brand new book. She co-authored the book with Dr. Katherine Berndorf, and it's called The Nine Rooms of Happiness, Loving Yourself, Finding Your Purpose, and getting over life's little imperfections. Lucy, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's always a privilege to talk about the lives of women, so thanks. Well, and it is a complex topic, isn't it? You know, as I was looking through your book and, and going onto the website, you know, I thought that you really bit off a lot to talk about when we talk about women's lives. And But you clearly are well-suited for this as editor-in-chief of Self for the past nine years. I mean, you really are on the front lines of what women want today. And this is right. this is what you know really, really well. And, well, what, you know, what I, we found is we're all kind of alike. I mean, what's interesting, we have six million readers at Self, and I, and I said to Catherine, I feel that the little things bring me down. It's not the big things, right? I mean, we've all dealt with calamity and disaster. And what's amazing is how we do that with grace and strength and fortitude. And I swear to God, a pimple can ruin my day. The last five pounds, a fight with a friend, you know, something, not being nice to my mom, you know, something little can really mess me up. And Catherine said she sees this in her practice all the time. Well, I think that's because women, we're perfectionists, aren't we? I mean, at, at heart, we really are wanting to, to excel at everything that we do. And any little thing kind of does set us off because God knows we don't have time in our day to, to have anything throw off us. We don't want to let anybody else down. We have high, high standards, but we really have high standards for how we treat others. We're so giving that sometimes we'll put ourselves in harm's way, get tired, overwhelmed, because we, we commit ourselves to too many things for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and your book, The Nine Rooms of Happiness, is really about getting fit emotionally, physically, all of those things, room by room, if you will. I love the way you've kind of laid it out as a woman in, in these various rooms in her home. And, you know, it's been reviewed very, very positively. I, I mean, I think every every magazine, every women's magazine I pick up, has uh, you've gotten a lot of buzz and and people are loving it. 
Well, I really lay bare my own foibles. I basically say, okay, if I'm this flawed and upset with myself or, you know, get disappointed in myself, this happens to other women too. And, of course, so many of my friends are perfectionists. And we don't even mean to be. We just, we just want to do our best in every category. So Catherine says, when you're overwhelmed, you have to divide it up into different parts of your life. So that's where she really came up with the idea for the nine rooms, which is metaphorical. No one lives in a nine-room house in New York City for sure. So, you know, people say, oh, I don't have more than about three rooms. But your inner life is what we're talking about. So your bedroom is for relationships and intimacy. Living room is friends. Kitchen is chores and dividing it all up. And the bathroom, which is biggie for me, is weight and body image and what you see in the mirror, you know, all the, you know, self-well-being kind of things. And I like to say you can focus on the flaws or the floss. You know, you should take care of yourself. You know, if you don't like the scale, what it says, tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to take better care of myself. I'm going to eat healthy and things start to, you know, really go the right direction. So um, all these different rooms correspond with a different part of your life. And the office is for work, which is a biggie when everyone's anxious about the economy and there's still people trying to get jobs. And even though we're seeing some recovery, there's a lot of work stress right now. So oh, each room is a different part of your life. Have you found, you and Dr. Burdorf, that um, there are rooms that women struggle with more than maybe other rooms? Or do we all struggle with the rooms, but just maybe different times of our life, one room may dominate over another? That's really it. I mean, honestly, you can close the door and come back later. We empower you to not try to clean up everything at once. So sometimes I'll be having a fight with my daughter, and I'll go to work, and I'll think, okay, just close off that kid's room, go to work, do a good job at work. Then the office becomes better. I go home and I'm willing to say to my daughter, you know, maybe I was wrong. I'm sorry about the fight. And she says, what fight? She doesn't even remember we had a fight. And ordinarily I would have ruminated about that or even brought it up in a meeting and sidetracked the whole conversation. And so you can really have neat rooms and messy rooms. And we say don't let the messy rooms bring you down. Let the neat rooms bring you up. Mm-hmm. Focus so on the empowering. positive. Yeah, absolutely. Focus yeah, on the positive. We tend not to do that. And then when you have time and the right mental space, you can come back and say, all right, what pattern am I repeating that is leading me into a problem in this room? So we have strategies. We actually have nine strategies to help you change the way you're thinking, change your approach, and really clean up some of your messes. And And my favorite is the relationship equation, which is you're not going to change somebody else. So you can only change yourself, but that's enough. Catherine tells the story. A woman walks into her office and says, my mom's driving me crazy. And she's like, but that's good news. You're here, and I can help you. And she says, no, no, but it's my mom who really needs help. <laughs> she goes, no, no, no. Let's say your mom calls you, you know, four times a day and really needs to talk to you, and you're at work, and you can't take all these phone calls. Well, we say, instead of being that, you know, sort of obstreperous, person who says, I can't talk, and hanging up, and then feeling bad, and then later, you know, ruminating about that. I used to do these kinds of things and eat ice cream and think, oh, bad person, bad person. You can call your mom and say, mom, let's have lunch, say, Tuesday. And then she stops calling you because she has a lunch date. She knows you're going to be able to tell everything in your life. Her best friend calls and says, how's your daughter? Oh, I'm seeing her Tuesday. I'll let you know. So she can start dining out on that. And meanwhile, you have a nice lunch, you don't feel like a jerk, you're like sharing your life. She now can go back and call 50 friends and tell them every single little detail of how lovely lunch was. Suddenly, mom's not calling you anymore. So the relationship equation is A plus B equals C. You're A, mom is B, and C is your relationship. 
you didn't change mom. You can never change the other person, but you changed the outcome. So by changing one of the variables, you change the whole relationship equation, which I love. Absolutely, because that, what that really is is that's an empowering that's an empowering thing. It means that we can take control over that. We're not going to have to be impacted anymore by right. the willful ways of others, right? Right. I think so and often we feel bombarded by so much. And the other thing is women hate conflict. And one of our one of our things and strategies is it's not either or, it's both and. So it's not either you agree with all the politics and views of your best friend, or you really can't be in the same room with her. You say, you know what, I both dis disagree with her, and she's one of my best friends. And then we love spending time together and playing tennis together, and we just don't have to talk about politics. So, you know, conflict is okay. And you can say, you know, sometimes I have to allow myself to say that so that I don't feel like I'm just letting other people down. You, know, you can say, I'm sorry I can't do that for you. And they might be disappointed in the moment, but you're going to say, it's okay. I, you know what? I have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to disappoint people, isn't it, Lucy? I mean, I think that's yeah. part of what we don't want. As you said, we don't want to disappoint people. But we know we have to understand that we will disappoint people and we have to be okay with that. And the, the living room, a.k.a. the giving room, is where this sometimes happens, where you'll say to a friend, oh, let me throw you that party, or let me do that with you. And then the day comes and you're just totally overstressed and overwhelmed, and you don't have the money or the time or the inclination, and then you feel bad. So what you need to do is anticipate that and say, okay, it's like the, the oxygen mask. They say put the oxygen mask on yourself and then help others. Mm -hmm. If you get sick and tired and run down and, you know, really unable to function, you're no good to anyone around you. So we say it's not selfish, it's self-preservation. Mm -hmm. You have to know your limits and sometimes just say, you know what, I'm sorry, I can't help you. So we say, you know, take time to take care of yourself. We take care of everyone around us. We take care of our outer self, the house, everything, the job. We don't always take care of our inner self. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that, is it okay to ignore some rooms or do we really need to have to deal with them? I was very interested in the basement in the house. Well, the you basement know, and memories. Memories are yes. very, very important to everyone, men and women. And Catherine, who is a shrink, says, you know, you can go down there and re-look at old scrapbooks, old yearbooks, you know, your memories. Freud called the important ones screen memories because even today, you might be reacting to something that happened when you were nine years old. I mean, I've had women come into my office and try to get a job, and they'll say, well, you know, I'm not really athletic. I mean, I ran the marathon, but I don't think of myself as an athlete. I'm like, what are you talking about? And you ran the marathon? Oh, my God. And they said, well, yeah, but I was never picked for a team in school. And I look mm -hmm. at them like, what are we, 12? Yeah. Uh, that's irrelevant. Why are you bringing this up in a job interview? Oh, my God. So people can be really reacting to their childhood memory and it's usually a negative and it's usually somebody who said you can't be or do something and then you go prove them wrong. It's the physics teacher said you'll never get through math, math and you become a doctor or an engineer. So these things, these memories are very powerful and I say it's like a screen because we replay them almost like technicolor movies in our mind and the truth is you can leave the basement pack all that stuff away, and we say, now is it. You've got to live in the right now. What happened okay, to the so kid you, is not important. Yeah, so you could close the door on that and never go in the basement again, is what you're saying. You don't need to unless no. you want to re-metabolize. What, what Catherine calls re-metabolize, meaning 
relook at and come from a different angle at a memory that you really need to work through. And, you know, in a home, you have doors open to other rooms and you move from room to room. Can you talk about how the rooms impact each other? You have a mess in one room and then it turns yeah. around and impacting another <laughs> the other room. Great, you know, again, we're talking about the metaphorical house here. So a great example right. of that is a woman's fighting with her spouse because maybe he has been downsized and she comes home from work and the place is a mess and dinner's not made and she's just like, oh my God, can't you help more? And then they don't have sex or the bills are piling up and all these things start to get connected. It's the office, it's the kitchen, it's the bedroom. And we say, you know, if you really love your spouse and you're attracted to him and you have, you know, the urge to actually go to the bedroom and do your thing, do it. Then you can not drag in there every single anger and hurt and recrimination that might be better dealt with at the kitchen table. Come to the kitchen table and say, you know what, honey, I really need you to help me more around the house. It is exhausting being me right now, and you've got to help me. And P.S., the bills are piling up, so even a little job, a smaller job, is better than nothing. So rather than withholding sex out of anger, suddenly now you've got three problems. You've got, you know, the chores, the bills, and a possible divorce. Let's work together here and, you know, and separate these things out and unknit them. And if somebody has residual hurt, they should talk about that in a mutually sort of neutral setting, which is not the bedroom. And so these things really get connected for people. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, Lucy, when we come back. I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about the 10th room and then also some more of those strategies for how to clean up those messes in those rooms that we've been talking about today. So more on purse strings when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquist. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. 
We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Lucy Danziger. She's the editor-in-chief of Self Magazine. Lucy has co-authored a book with Dr. Katherine Berndorf called The Nine Rooms of Happiness, Loving Yourself, Finding Your Purpose, and Getting Over Life's Little Imperfections. And we've been having a really fun time talking about the various rooms within your, you know, your home. And that would be your, your emotional home, the home that lies within each and every woman. And we have many, many rooms in that home, Lucy. And uh, one of the rooms that you talk about in your book is the 10th room. Now, you actually go through all nine rooms, but there's a 10th room. Can you talk a little bit about that? This is my personal favorite, okay? This 10th room is a metaphorical place where you go to think about what makes you happy and what it is that really makes you feel that you have a real passion for something. And, you know, I love biking and being physically active. I also love writing, so I have kind of two alternate passions. One is being very active and the other is writing and helping women as the editor of self. So that tense room is where you go and think about what it is that makes you happy. Hopefully you get maybe 20 minutes a day. It can be in your car or commuting or jogging or walking or any kind of repeat motion thing where you don't have to think too much. Some people do it folding laundry. I've heard that that, mm-hmm. that and ironing are two biggies. Yes. So <laughs> as long as you can think about what it is that makes you happy, then you can try to figure out how to incorporate more of that into your everyday life. Okay, And that passion leads to kind of a purpose-driven life. And that leads to more meaning in every room. And I hate emptying the dishwasher. It's my pet peeve. But I know that if I have a bigger vision of sort of my life in that moment of why I'm doing it, why I want a nice home, why I don't want dishes in the sink and my kids to think that we live in a pigsty, all that's important. So, you know, when you get to that 10th room and you realize what it is that really makes you happy, you can be happier everywhere, even when you're doing something, you know, that's an odious task. Yeah, I love that. It's really kind of your inspiration room, isn't it? Yes, it's your inspiration yeah. room. And for a lot of people, it's creative. We hear women mm-hmm. love to scrapbook or write or read, and it can be very creative. And if you know you care about that, then make more time for that. And there's a lot to be said for in this economy where maybe your job isn't going to lead to a corner office, and maybe the corner office is not going to exist in 10 years. If you love to bake, you know, what's wrong with you know, selling your baked goods and maybe, you know, fantasizing about either working in a bake shop, opening a bake shop. You know, it's the things that really bring us passion that we would do for free that you can almost see as your next job in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having that vision adds so much joy to your day. You're not mired in the here and now, which may not be giving you joy, but it's kind of looking ahead and feeling hopeful. I think we all want hope, don't we? I mean, I think that's what essentially you're talking about. That's right. And they did studies about happiness. And it's ironic because so many of us think, you know, marriage, kids, whatever is going to bring us happiness. What what made people happy in their life were relationships that matter, really, you know, meaningful relationships with friends or, you know, a sibling, spouse, whatever. But also the idea that you're in control of your destiny. 
that you are the one making decisions to get to where you are now and where you want to be. And so in that 10th room, I, I would challenge women to think about where they want to be and make the right decisions to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading um, on your website, you and, and Dr. Berndorf both talked about your pearls of wisdom. Can you share yours? Because I think it's so inspirational. Well, it's so funny because, okay, so in med school, they, they give pearl, the idea is a pearl is just this nugget of information that's a takeaway. That's very true, and you can use it over and over again. So we said, okay, it's a little cliche, the pearl of wisdom, but that's really what allows you to understand your emotional well-being without having to do all that cleanup work again. You know, if conflict's okay, that's your pearl. You just kind of go, okay, that person can be mad at me for 10 minutes because conflict's okay. Like, you have your pearl, and that calms you down. Mm-hmm. And for me... <laughs> I always bite off more than I can chew, and then I feel completely overwhelmed. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll say to people, oh, I'm so busy. And then I say, okay, well, what would I give up? I don't want to give up my family, my job, my writing, my kids. My... I love being busy. So mm-hmm. I have to understand that when I feel overwhelmed, it's because I've put myself in a position of trying to do so much. And even if I get most of it done, I should feel accomplished and not like I failed to get everything done, right? The to-do list right. is never totally done for me. So that Miley Cyrus song, which is so, you know, uplifting for me, is called The Climb. And mm-hmm. she has a line, which I love, which is, there'll always be another mountain to move. And that really speaks to me because I don't just try to climb mountains. I try to move them. And mm-hmm. you know what? I may not budge every mountain, but I'm, I love trying. So if you can own up to your state of being and say, well, I choose this climb. I choose this crazy state of overwhelmedness. Then it's kind of exhilarating. That's right. You kind of own it then, right? As opposed to becoming yeah. victim to it. You're not, not under the mountain, right? You're trying to, right. you're trying to move the mountain. So yep. I like that. And that, that works for me because I've always been that kind of person who puts myself in deadlines. And my mom once said to me, you know, you won't get out of bed without a deadline. So don't complain <laughs> about one. And I thought, you know, she's right. She's right. And then I hate the deadline. But I think, you know what? I wouldn't yep. get out of bed without it. It's a major motivator. No doubt about it. Well, right. and, you know, because we are a marketing radio show here, you know, women are trying to move mountains and move mountains every day in all parts of their lives. And as mm-hmm. You know, I represent companies that are trying, we hope, to help women move those mountains in ways that are going to make their lives easier. You know, you itself do the same thing. You're, you're helping women move mountains. What, where do you think companies can do a better job in providing assistance to women as they kind of take on the mess in those right. nine rooms? There's two answers, I would say. One is I love a multitasking I, I like any kind of compact I can put in my pocket, and I know I can put it on my lips and my cheeks, and it's you know, two for one. I love that. But the other thing is when we did research here about giving back, women love to be helping the world outside their home. Like one of the things we say itself is if you're your best self inside and outside and try to do good works in the world, you really feel like you are your best overall, right? It's not just how you look. It's really the inner self, the outer self, and you in the world. And then that makes you feel good inside, right? So you're going to treat yourself properly. So that doing good in the world becomes um, a lot to handle, a lot to bite off. And I love a company that makes my dollar do more, right? It's a multitasking dollar. I multitask. I want my money to multitask. So if I buy a product that I know is a company that's responsible, that gives back, that does good in the world, I feel really good about that purchase. So for me, it's that whole idea of like 
multitasking. I want a multitasking product. I want a multitasking paycheck. And we've worked with co companies here itself that, you know, give back to breast cancer, give back to the environment, that are very conscious of all of us as citizens of the world. And SELF started the pink ribbon for breast cancer awareness back in 1992. And one of the things that I love about that is the DNA of the magazine is awareness saves lives and one person can make a difference. It was the idea of one woman. So, you know, a company can make a difference, a person can make a difference, a purchase, a paycheck, one dollar, you know. I like people to acknowledge that not only can you have an impact, but you do have an impact on your life around you outside that house, right? So if you Absolutely. smile at somebody and you're pleasant to them and your dollar goes to a really, you know, responsible company, you can feel good about your day. And that's really important to women. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And I think companies that have been able to demonstrate that power have, have won loyalty and they, and they've right. won recommendation. I mean, women and will turn to other women. Too. It can't be a Johnny come lately. There's got to be a long-term commitment, which yeah. is why a company with a long-term commitment gets that reputation of, you know, that's a good company. They do the right thing. All and the that's time. Where, right. And that's where you want to spend your money. Um, now, before we go, I want to remind people where they can get the book. Um, you've got it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Borders, IndieBound, any place else that people can go buy this book? Anywhere bookstores are sold. And we have a little website that we created called NineRooms.com. And if you write in your mess of the day, we will help try to give you the right strategy and help you clean it up. I know. And I love the fact that you can draw your own rooms. I saw that. Just great that's a great thing it's and then fun. you also have an e yeah and you have an e card as well um, i think it's on everywomansvoice.com and you can circulate it to your friends and uh, get them on board as well that's right and everybody should know that again i do not live in a nine room house but we all live <laughs> in a rich interior landscape and i'm just trying to help women feel more empowered and in control and happier in their day in every every room of their emotional house well, and you're doing a great job. It's a great book. I recommend it to everyone. Check it out for sure, especially if you're one of those busy women with lots of messes. And I'm one of them. So, Lucy, thank you so much. I thank so appreciate you, you being so on the show. All right. Thanks, Maria. Okay. And okay, thanks bye. to George, my producer, for another great show. And join us for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday at 3. I'll be joined by Tara Bretholtz. She's the director of Mothers and More and the project manager of Power of a Purse. Mothers and More is doing an annual Mother's Day campaign. It's around really sharing the impact and the financial risks of motherhood with women, especially women who may not have many financial options. So that's next week right here on Purse Strings. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>